Welcome to the Taproom Post Net Podcast. I am Delta04, and we will be covering the Nets topic of the week. Welcome, y'all. I am Delta-04, located in the Redoubt of the South. This is Taprin Postnet Podcast, episode 14-06. Every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern, Taprin has an amateur radio HF net. The primary purpose for the net is to promote self-reliance and preparedness in all aspects of modern life. The goal of the net is to share and disseminate information that can help everyone achieve individual independence and self-reliance. During the net, we'll have a topic of the evening, so this podcast is a summary of the combined knowledge our check-ins share during the Tapper Nets. If y'all have questions about Tapper, feel free to go to the following website, www.amron.com. Phonetically, that's www.alpha-mike-romeo-romeo-oscar-november.com. In the beginning of this year, the Amron Group and Tapron Group merged, so you can find Tapron information, including the net schedule and frequency, at the Amron site. All right, let's take a quick break, and then I'll provide y'all a net check-in report, and then we'll finally cover the June 13th Tapron Net topic. And we're back. For June 13, 2014, Tapern had a total of 24 check-ins from the following states. Three each from South Carolina, Florida, Kentucky, Ohio, and Virginia, two from Michigan, and one each from Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, Tennessee, New York, and Texas. And finally, we had one from Ontario, Canada. Thanks, everyone, for checking in. Before we start our topic, one check-in had an announcement. About a year ago, they began classes at their preparedness store. Their latest class was on outdoor survival, where they invited two experts, a special forces vet and a 10-year search-and-rescue vet, to teach survival skills. The attendees learned several great skills, like concealment, tracking, fire-making, keeping warm, building shelters, emergency signaling, and water purification. He suggested if you haven't gone through a class like that, consider finding one in your area. He did not ask me to do this, but I'm going to anyway. Their store is in Virginia. If you happen to live nearby, you can check out their class schedules on their website at www.prudentsupply.com. You might see a class you would like to attend. Our topic of the evening was getting preparedness ideas from fictional books. Sometimes as we prep, we get so focused on one or two areas of our preps that we don't realize we are either very weak or completely neglecting other important areas. This is where reading fictional books about disaster events can help. While some folks might consider reading fictional books a waste of time, these books are usually entertaining while at the same time can help us get a more complete view on how well you really are overall prepared. 
There were a lot of great books mentioned during our net, and we'll give an example of real-world preparedness ideas that each book provided. And if you haven't read some of them, I promise I'll do my best not to spoil it for y'all. First on our list was Patriots by James Rawls. Most like-minded folks have read this book, and it is a good read, especially for someone who is just starting out with working on their preps. It is so chocked full of real-world preparedness examples, it might be worth a reread, even for those who have been prepping for a while. One great example was how the main character used a small backpack CW rig to keep in touch with his family while he was trying to get back to them. What I loved about this example is that even though the main character was proficient at CW, his wife was not all that great at it, but it proved that even someone who is slow and only so-so at CW can still communicate enough to let the other contact know that they are alive and safe. And what a wonderful feeling that would be for both contacts in a real-world situation where you might be separated from your family or your group. Next up on our list was One Second After by William Forstchen. Even though this book was kind of the opposite of Patriots, where it is about a family that is not prepared, it is still a very good read to get ideas. One check-in said it put in perspective how he needs to make sure his family members are also prepared for a potential major disaster. While you can't prepare for every little thing, especially when it comes to how your children could mentally cope with such an event, areas like family members' medical needs is critical. The book also showed how important it is for whole communities to come together and the importance of small, like-minded communities communicating with each other to gain information about what's going on around them. The third book that was recommended was Lights Out by David Crawford. Personally, this was my second all-time favorite fictional major disaster book. It is similar to One Second After, where it is about a neighborhood and community coming together to get through a major event. This book focused more on each character's skill sets and how they were able to help each other and learn from one another. It really drove home that a single person cannot do it all. An example from this book was the various defense ideas of a location and the physical training and practice required to get folks up to speed on how to defend themselves as best as possible. A book series that was suggested was The Enemy's Foreign and Domestic Trilogy by Matthew Bracken, which included Enemies Foreign and Domestic, Domestic Enemies, and Foreign Enemies and Traitors. Now, forewarning folks, these three books are very long, over 500 pages each, but it is a good read also. One of the examples from the first book was the importance of caches on and or off your property. Most of us have a primary plan to stay on our well-prepared property if turmoil starts up, but please do not forget the importance of having a plan B or even a plan C. There may come a time where you absolutely need to bug out, and having a cache of three days of MREs, change of clothes, toilet paper, a firearm, and a little ammo at an alternate location in case you need to leave in a hurry can be a lifesaver. And if you have kids in college that are staying on campus a ways off from home and the family plan is for them to get home in case of an emergency, one suggestion is to arrange to have them keep a backpack full of supplies, a firearm, and some ammo off campus 
with someone nearby who they can trust. Speaking of kids, these books also seem to bring out the point that the main character learned a lot from her father. When you are learning new preparedness skills, depending on the child's age, maybe think about also getting your kids, nephews, and nieces involved. Also teach them valuable skills you already know that were probably passed down from your parents or grandparents. Some kids may resist a bit from putting down that gaming device or cell phone, but there will come a time when they will be thankful for learning such skills as shooting, home canning, sewing, cleaning firearms, welding, woodworking, fire starting, reloading, self-defense, and the list goes on and on. Another series of books that was mentioned was the Survivalist series by A. American, which includes Going Home, Surviving Home, Escaping Home, and Forsaking Home. These books cover all sorts of good points that can really make you think of necessary items or skills for your preparedness on how to get to a predetermined location, dealing with conflict within a community, and having to make that decision to finally leave a location. A couple of examples included the knowledge of making soap and alternatives for when you run out of nice supplies like that oh-so-famous toilet paper. And if possible, don't forget to store occasional treats that you might not be able to get, like a number 10 can of pancake mix and a can of maple syrup. Or how about cake mixes that come in a box and some canned frosting? We've personally tried a cake mix and some canned frosting that were two years out of date. And while the cake didn't rise quite as much as it should have, everything tasted very good. What a simple way to keep a little bit of normalcy by celebrating a birthday or a holiday with a treat like a cake with some birthday candles you had stored away. There were other books mentioned that had rave reviews. If you haven't already, you might want to check out Thomas C. Sherry's trilogy, including Deep Winter, Shatter, and Remnant. Also, John Ross's Unintended Consequences. And don't forget Glenn Tate's 299 Days series. One mention of a good source for non-fictional information was a CD of archived survival blog articles from 2005 to 2013. When you are trying to make sure you are covering all your bases when it comes to preparedness, consider sitting back and enjoying a good fictional book. It might be just what you need to realize and start focusing on some weak areas when it comes to your family's preparedness. And don't forget those family members or friends that might not be in the preparedness mindset. Consider letting them borrow one of these great books, and if nothing else, it will hopefully get them thinking a little more about their own personal situation. Like one check-in mentioned, if you let them borrow one of these type books, fair warning, be prepared for a potential flood of questions about preparedness. And folks, that's always a good thing. All right, y'all, that is all for this episode. A special thanks to those who checked into the net and provided us all the great information to share. God bless everyone. Until next week, this is Delta Zero Four, clear.